Yo, today's QOD is people don't care about you until they know how much you care about them. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Dr. Dennis Kimbrough on the show today. Today, he's going to encourage you to never compromise your values. Also, he's going to share some very little known facts about Dr. Martin Luther King, and he's going to talk about how Dr. King and Steve Jobs used the exact same marketing strategy to reach their goals. Dr. Kimbrough's coming up. People don't care about you until they know how much you care about them. And what is grit? Like I said, grit is believing in yourself. Here we go right here. You talk about grit and you talk about people believing in you. Well, you know, the second key point is about your values. Like I said, Peter, thank you very much. Never compromise your values. What do you know about Martin Luther King? Well, I love that quote. I tell all my millennials all the time who are addicted to that cell phone, your day, your life is officially over the day you begin to talk about, think about, and discuss everything that doesn't matter. But what do we know about Martin Luther King? Well, number one, his name wasn't Martin. His name was Michael. When he was eight years old, his father had his name legally changed to honor the German theologian. Number two, just like T.D. Jakes, just like Tyler Perry, just like Christian Laboutin, Martin Luther King's high school dropout. Martin Luther King didn't finish high school. You do the calculus. Skip the ninth grade, skip the 11th grade, enter, uh, entered Morehouse at age 15. What else do you know about Dr. King? Um, you know, never earned more than $10,000 over the course of any year over the course of his life. Now, my hotshot know-it-all business students, Dr. Kimbrough. But he did win the Nobel Prize, and with that came a cash windfall of excess of $150,000. Yes, 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 yes. But he gave every dime of it back to the movement except $10,000. He had to borrow 10 grand from his father-in-law to pay his income taxes. Got up at the same hour a day every day. Got up at 6.15 in the morning, ate the same breakfast, coffee and orange juice, 6.30 in the morning to 7.30 in the morning. That was the golden hour. That was an hour for P&D, prayer and devotion. He had a book line study. There were 200 books in that study. Every hour of the day, right off the bat, 6.30 to 7.30, prayer and devotion. As a matter of fact, Martin Luther King lived in the moment. What moment are you talking about? Well, he started his day off with prayer and devotion, and before that head hit the pillow at night, prayer and devotion, he lived life between two prayers. 1963, Martin Luther King gave more than 300 speeches, traveled more than 300,000 miles to give those 300 speeches. And he always flew first class. Did you know that? Martin Luther King always flew first class. Not because he had a huge ego, not because he was narcissistic, not because he was conceited. The reason why Martin Luther King flew first class, when he got to the airport and he got to the terminal and he got to the gate and the other passengers saw was going to be on the plane with him, no one wanted to sit next to him. So the pilot and flight attendants would get together, um, where can we put this mm, where he won't be a nuisance to anybody? I'll throw it up in first class. Now, 
First assignment that I give in my class to my students, before I even distribute my syllabus, I tell them, pull out a sheet of paper and get a pencil, and I want you to write the number 30 on that sheet of paper. And I want you to look at that number 30 day in and day out. And I especially want you to look at it when you flunk my final and you don't think life is gonna go on. <laughs> and I definitely want you to look at that number 30 when you don't know where you're gonna get the financial resources to come back in the spring or come back in the fall. And look at the number 30 when you say you can't take CAU any longer, you and your roommate bumping heads, folks back home acting a fool wanting you to come home. Damn it, look at the number 30. When you're between a rock and a hard place, please, please meditate on that number 30. Now, what in the world does that have to do with you? Over the course of his adult life, Martin Luther King averaged 30 racial prank-filled phone calls a day. There was no call or I, caller ID. There was no inscription on the cell, no cell phone, no, but he didn't know, he didn't know, phone ring, nigga, I'm gonna click. <laughs> Phone ring, nigga, don't start your car, click. Phone ring, now I know, nigga, I know you kids, kids go to school, click. And you can't be more. And you can't have more. And you can't do more. And what in the world has that got to do with Steve Jobs? Because as I say in The Wealth Choice, Martin Luther King and Steve Jobs used the same marketing strategy to reach their goals and objectives. Did you know that? And what is that marketing strategy that they used? Number one, tell me where we are. Tell me, that. don't embellish. Give me the 411, give me the real deal. Tell me where we are. Number two, tell me where we can be. Tell me where we can be. And number three, make it that way. Make it that way. All right, Martin Luther King, tell me where we are. This country wrote a check to the black man that came back marked insufficient funds. Steve Jobs, tell me where we are. Well, if you're like me, you got a cell phone, you got a Palm Pilot, you got a pager, you got an MP3 player, you got 50 million different electronic gadgets. Okay, tell me where we are. Number two, tell me where we can be. Dr. King, tell me where we can be. Yeah, you wrote a check and it came back marked insufficient funds, but I had a dream that my four children would be gauged by their character rather than the color of the skin. Okay. Steve Jobs, we got 50 million different gadgets, but tell me where we can be. Well, I called on my systems engineers and I called my graphic designers and I called you know, my, my team together and brought them in my office and I said, wouldn't it be great? We all got 50 million different gadgets if we could go ahead and place all these gadgets on one particular device. All right, tell me where we are, tell me where we can be. Now, damn it, make it that way. Dr. King, I had a dream free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, free at last. Steve Jobs, make it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, April 7th, 2009, introducing the iPhone. Martin Luther King got 250,000 people on an August, 20, August 28th, 1963, sweltering summer day to come to Washington, D.C. And one-fourth were white. They didn't go to Washington, D.C. because Dr. King asked them to. They went to Washington, D.C. because they wanted to be there. Steve Jobs got millions of folks to stand in line three o'clock in the morning in the pouring rain in the middle of the winter outside an AT&T store. Why? 
Because he wanted them to? No, they wanted to do it. Why? They wanted to be the first in the office. Look what I got. So what can you learn from those case studies? People don't care about you until they realize how much you care about them. Don't you ever compromise your values. That was Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. You can check out today's talk on YouTube. It is called Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, Putting It All Together, Success and Greatness, Empower Series, SMU. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Follow me on the Instagram. Please leave a rating and or review for this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I will see you tomorrow with Louise Hay. I'll see you then. Peace.